welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 7. We're going to continue the series, Double for Your Trouble. Double for Your Trouble. God knows exactly what you've gone through, what you're going through, what you're going to go through. But he also knows what the end of the result is going to be. You have an expected end, an expected end of hope, of life, of favor, of blessings. And and anytime the church is under pressure, turn to somebody and tell them, you got me under pressure. Anytime the church is under pressure, the church grows. The church grows. Are you ready? Here it is. Follow me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tithings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console all those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Has God given you beauty for ashes? To give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Testify somebody right now. The the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the lord that he may be glorified and they shall build the old ruins they shall raise up the former desolations they shall repair the ruined cities the desolations of many generations strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and the sons of foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers in other words god's going to send you people that you didn't know to serve and to work for you on your behalf now but you shall be named the priest of the Lord and they shall call you the servants of our God you shall eat of the riches of the Gentiles and their glory you shall boast instead of your shame you shall have double are you ready someone say double 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 honor and instead of confusion they shall rejoice in their portion Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy shall be theirs. That's right. This this is a prophetic declaration that the prophet Isaiah gave many years ago and spoke of Jesus Christ coming in, the anointed one coming in giving a proper introductory into this world as coming as the anointed one the preacher to open up the prison doors to set the captives free to declare the day of jubilee and then he goes on further and says that the people that are under that kind of an anointing that anointing i'm going to set free and bring out of bondage and it's not just it was not just one race but it was it was to both jew and gentile And he set them free and then he goes on further and he says that you've had some trouble you've been through some things but i'm fixing to turn it all around and give you double for your trouble so so because jesus came troubles worked on our behalf so let's not confine the scripture just to the prophet isaiah in his day Let's bring it on to our day under a New Testament over the New Covenant because it applies to you and I today. It applies to you and I. Jesus is going to do great things in your life. You have to believe that. Jesus is going to take your trouble and he's going to make it multiply for your good in your life. You've got to believe that. It's in the Bible. I'm not just saying this. It's in the Bible when God's people are under pressure, God's people grow. Because you cannot keep down what's on the inside of you. Jesus Christ, he's the same. 
yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody give him some praise right now. I want you to turn to somebody and I want you to tell them it's going to be good today. Patrick's, Patrick's got piernas fuego this morning. Got the feet of fire. Are you ready? You can, you can be seated. God bless you. Welcome to all of our guests here at Covenant Life Center. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. We love every single one of you. We pray for you throughout the week. Even if we don't know your name, we pray for every person that sits in these seats. If it's your first time, make yourself at home, but don't be a stranger. I promise you, if you just give us, just give us six months. Just give us six months. Give us a year. And you're going to see God change. Be consistent. Apply what's being taught. Don't just follow after what's being taught. Follow the notes. You can download my notes every single Sunday on the app. Go study it. See if I'm, what I'm saying is true. Apply it. And I promise you, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. And you're going to see the blessings of God come in. So, life hits every one of us from different angles at times. Life can, can be hard, but God never intended to let circumstances kill us. He only wants them to make us stronger. Amen. Period. Right? Whatever doesn't kill you, what? Makes you stronger. This is proven in the life of Jesus Christ. Now, his body, his body saw death, but his spirit lived for eternity. But the reason why he went through the death is so you and I could only experience it through water baptism. You know that is the death of Christ, right? Repentance, the burial, that's part of the formula in the kingdom. So when you are in repentance and when you are water baptized as a Christian, you have symbolically and the reality of your experience is reflected in the eyes of God as everything that Jesus Christ went through, except you didn't have to have the pain. Jesus went to the pain for you. So now you and I are walking. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you are born again upon your confession and upon your commitment and upon your embracing the inheritance of God, that deposit of heaven made inside of you. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And in the newness of the life that you have, in the new life that you possess now by God's grace, whatever comes towards you, that came at Jesus, you have authority just like he had authority over that as well. Any spirit you face, any trouble you have, any lack of finance that you are experiencing, if it happened in the life of Jesus, if it happened for him, it can happen for you too. Remember, in the eyes of God, you are known as the sons of God which doesn't just pertain to a certain gender. It is speaking of the spirit man. Anytime you read the men in the Bible, many times it's not referring to a gender. It's referring to the spirit man. So you are the sons of God. You are empowered by God. And so when Jesus went through everything he went through in a much greater intensity in the physical sense, everything that happens to you God rises above it because he not only was killed, crucified, buried, but he rose again. Now you've got resurrection power inside of you. And if you feel like your life is dead, that's a good thing because God's fixing to raise you up. If you feel like your dreams are gone, it's okay because God is fixing to resurrect your dream. Nothing can stop the Jesus inside of you. Nothing can stop the Jesus inside of you. Now, I want you to turn to someone. I want you to tell them this. 
If you can take it, you can make it. If you can take it, you can make it. You ain't going to die. This isn't going to take your life. You're going to be okay. It doesn't matter how many, how many callers. Well, let, me, let me change that around. How many bill collectors call you? You're going to come out on top still. It doesn't matter what the doctors told you. you got to have faith and know that God is able. It doesn't matter how many haters are on your heels. You're running a race for Jesus Christ. I mean, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? You're not just somebody in this world. You are a child of God. You possess resurrection power inside of you. You possess the word of God inside of you. Nothing inside of you. Nothing inside of you. That's from God. Well, let me just say like this to you. Greater is he that's in you than him that's in the world. You need to make that your song every day. Greater is he that's in you. If you can take the struggle, trust God, endure hardship by saying, Lord, I trust you. God will bless you. God wants you to know how to be faithful so you'll know and he'll know how faithful you can be, whether or not you can be tested or not is the question. And if you can be tested and you can, be, and you can pass, then guess what? Then God knows you can be trusted. Yeah. You can be trusted. He said it in Hebrews chapter 13, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Have you ever felt lonely and felt like I'm the only one going through this? Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you went through, whatever it is you've experienced, maybe you haven't experienced a thing, maybe you will. It doesn't matter. The good news is, is that Jesus overcame and so shall you. But have you ever felt like that before? Have you ever felt, am I the only one that's going through this? Everybody else is happy. Everybody else is always, I mean, what's going on in their life? I don't understand how they're not going to church. Are you ready now? Here we go. I don't understand how they're partying on every, every Friday night and Saturday night, and I'm over here going on a prayer call at 10 o'clock, 1030, and I'm just here by myself, and I don't understand what's going on, and they're over there. It looks like they're being blessed. It looks like, and they're still going to a church, and they, they're all kicking it up with the pastor, man, and they're all partying and doing their thing. I don't understand this thing. Why are they being blessed? Hold on a second. David said, I almost lost my footing. You know, I just want to do my shoes this way. You mean? I almost lost my footing when I saw the prosperity of the wicked until I went to the house of God. Then I saw the end thereof. What did he mean by that? What he meant was judgment begins at the house of God, and judgment's not a bad word. Now, I'm, I'm lollygagging a little bit. You know, I'm on a rabbit trail. I'll get back on track. But I want to talk to somebody and tell you, living the life pays off. Because David said, I looked at all of that and I didn't understand. And David said, until I saw the end thereof. In other words, until I saw their end. When I went to the house of God, because in the house of God, there's reassurance. There's reassurance. You see, a righteous man falls seven times, but the Lord picks him up every single time. That means that there's security in that. That means that God's got your back. That means that the Lord, you know, you can make a mistake, but it doesn't matter because God is going to see you through your mistake and your setback becomes a setup. What you went through was going to allow you to become stronger better wiser but god is never going to leave you he's never going to forsake you he is never going to leave your side now he loves everybody i want you to understand that i'm not religious i understand he loves everybody he doesn't want you to also just because he loves you doesn't want you to stay the way you are he wants you to become better so process process so the difference is is whenever you see people that seem to be prospering, they can lose it in a moment. 
and there's no reassurance. But to a child of God, when a thief is caught, he's supposed to return it sevenfold more. And when a child of God loses something like Job, he gives you double for your trouble. He gives you double for your trouble. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? There is reassurance in the house of God. There is reassurance in God's presence. David said, when I went to the house of the Lord, then I understood the end thereof. God's people, he has their back. If they lose something, he restores them to more than what they had before. And everything that the locust, the canker worm, the palmer worm, and all of them took, he restores it back to life. Lazarus, you might be dead, but you're my friend. And because you're my friend, it's been four days, but that's okay. I'm going to raise you up again. Lazarus, come forth. You know, you, know, you know what you need to do right now? I know this is a little bit. It's the shoes, man. I'm telling you, it's the shoes. You need to speak to your finances right now with all the authority and love God's given you in your life. And you need to say, finances, come forth. That's right. I'm trying to build your confidence and letting you know who you are. You're a child of God. You're not a servant of God. You're not an employee. You don't click in and clock in on Sundays only for just a couple of hours. You are living with him night and day, day and night. He who watches over Israel, you are the spiritual Israel of God. He who watches over you neither sleeps nor slumbers. And you need to have confidence. What is it? that's been dead or what is it that needs to be resurrected what is it speak to it speak to it you have that authority he'll never leave you remember in high school when the coach used to put you through drills how many of you played sports in high school i know some of you were athletes some baseball some football some volleyball track tennis I don't care what you did you remember how the coach used to put pressure over you soccer soccer you remember how Ryan you played soccer you didn't play soccer boy kickball kickball you speak speak here we go you remember how the coach used to put pressure on you he used to make you go through things. He used to put, you know, he used to push you. You know why he was pushing you? He wanted to test you. He wanted to try you. Are you able to handle and think things through under pressure? Are you able to hold the ball for the team? Because you weren't holding it for yourself. You were holding it for the team, right? Are you able to hold the ball? Are you able to get at home base and it's your turn? Are you able to think clearly, calmly, focused when all the bases are loaded? Are you able to resist a spike when it comes? He wants to know. He puts you under the pressure. Yeah. Hit him. Throw it at him. Put him in the bull ring. You remember that, the bull ring? Yeah. How many of you guys played football and remember the bull ring? They called it something else. One guy stands in the middle. Everybody else, he coach calls them to come out. You don't know where they're coming from, but they're going to hit you. And you got to get them before they get you. That pressure, why did you have to go through so much pressure? Because in game time, you have to know how to handle it. And you have to be conditioned. You have to be conditioned to know how to handle it. Did you know that every trial you go through, God doesn't look down and feel sorry for you. He does have compassion. But he, but he does not look down and say, Pobrecito. You know, maybe I should stop it now. I mean, they're just, they've gone through so much. Thank you, Lord. A black guy and a white guy was walked into heaven. They had an agreement before they died. And they said, I bet you God is black. The other one said, I bet you God is white. And they said, okay, let's, we're fixing to meet them. And they get to the throne of God. And God looks up there at them and they go to God and say, God, Bless you, Lord. Are you white or black? He goes, buenos dias. 
You didn't know that, did you? I always default to the Spanish culture for my jokes because that's all I know. Anyhow. But God doesn't look down on you and God doesn't say, God doesn't say, um, oh my God, I don't, I don't know if they have what it takes. No, no, no. He, he, he doesn't say that because he knows he gave you his blood. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his word. And he says, he looks in confidence at you. See, you need to have confidence in yourself. You need to have confidence in yourself because God has more confidence in you. Listen, he knew what he was getting when he bought you. He knew you were going to fail. He knew you were going to fail and reject him. He knew in front of all your peers, and you, he knew you were going to hear the, the rooster crow. Don't you go to that church? I don't go to that church. Not me. That's a crazy church. Yeah, I go to the cool church. Right? You can do anything in my church. Now some of you got quiet because you think we're religious around here. Right? We just teach you the right ways to discipleship. We teach you the word of God. Sometimes we can be brutally honest, but you know what? Sometimes that kind of honesty will save your soul. It'll save your soul. But God knows you have what it takes. He knows you're going to come through. He knows that through that fiery trial, through your trouble, through every bad relationship. Look, relationships can be mended. If it's God's will, hear me out, I understand the difference because there are different types of relationships people are in. But what, what God meant for you, or whoever God meant for you to have in your life, there's something called reconciliation, mercy, grace, love, forgiveness that gives you the edge. And I promise you, you cannot, here's a word for somebody, I don't know who I'm talking to, you cannot do without Jesus. When's the last, oh boy, I got to be obedient, you ready? When's the last time you prayed for that person? When's the last, when's the last, I'm telling you it's your shoes, when's the last time you fasted for that person? When's the last time you spent the whole day saying, God, this day to intercede for them? And sometimes God doesn't change them, sometimes he changes you so you can approach them with an anointing in your life, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Angels are backing you up. Oh, that's right. You've got an angel. Do you know you have an angel? Raise your hand. Well, yes, God's given his people angels. Just like the United States of America has been given a military, God has given his kingdom children angels. Angels that watch over you. Angels that tread through serpents that destroy lions, that destroy fowls of the air. Angels that back you up. Say, say it with me right now. If you can take it, you can make it. Because most of the time, all you have to do is stand still and know that he's God. You're going to come through that. You're going to come through that. Turn to somebody and tell them, you're coming through. You're coming through. If you know somebody going through something, tell them right now. You're going to come through all of this. You're going to come through everything. God has resources no man has. God can open doors that no man can. God can do all things. From my experience, I've realized this. Anytime I've seen God, uh, seen somebody approach God asking him to bless them. They've never considered what it takes. I'm fixing to shift gears right now. So we understand that God is in you. God is for you, right? We understand that you're going to get through it. If you can take it, you can make it. But see, once you get there, can you handle it? Right? 
God wants to give you double for your trouble, but can you handle double? And then when we lose double, we wonder, that wasn't God. It was God. God opened up an opportunity for you. God gave you a chance. And it wasn't God who took it. And you can't give credit to the devil because I've learned that if you pray, listen, we are so good at obtaining things, aren't we? We're just not very good at maintaining them. We've all been taught, we've all been taught, speak a blessing into your life. Accept the goodness of God. You're going to receive and you're going to get. And we do, but we don't believe it goes beyond a week or a month. Or... And we're constantly saying to ourselves, it was the devil. Hold on a second. He ain't that powerful. It was us who dropped the ball. It was us who struck out. It was us who got baffled in our mind when we came to that open shot. Because we forgot how to handle the pressure. And we thought because the pressure was released that there was no reason to keep the same discipline we learned in practice. You understand what I'm saying? What you learn under pressure should be maintained when there's no pressure to maintain what you have. If you had a prayer life under pressure, you should have a prayer life without the pressure. If there's angels that fought for you under pressure, the angels will fight for you while you're not under pressure to maintain what you have. To maintain what you have. Point number one, trouble prepares you for more. Trouble prepares you for more. It does. That's the whole purpose of it. Integrity is a word we don't use very much today, is it? It's not. Integrity is not a word that we use very much. It's hardly used, but here's the definition. It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Moral uprightness. Some people have never figured out how to maintain the blessings and build upon the blessings and go beyond your mindset and go beyond the natural and live in the supernatural and accept it. Some people are scared to, to succeed and to do well because they're afraid they're going to fail. Hold on a second. Don't be afraid of failure because you are not a failure. Failure is going to happen and you want to fail as much as you possibly can. So you'll learn and have faith that God will pick you up every time. Then you have the I'm not going to give up attitude. That's where you get that bulldog tenacity. That's where you get lockjawed on it. And you don't let go because it's your blessings. Right? Yeah, you're right. You got to lock on. Jacob locked on. I'm not letting you go. Oh, I'm not letting you go. <laughs> Take me with you. Let go, Jacob. Let go, stupid. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. You got to hold on to it. If you want it bad enough, you got to hold on to it. You've got to hold on to it strong enough. That means how do you do that, Pastor? How do you do that? Here's how you do it. You've got to keep on fasting. You have to keep on praying. You have to keep on praising God, reciting who he is and what he's going to do. That's what praise is. Praise is reciting and telling God who he is, what he's doing, what he's going to do ahead of time before he does it. That's faith, and you don't let go. Listen to this. Joseph, Joseph. He didn't let go. Genesis chapter 45, verses 1 through 7. I'm almost, I'm halfway through. I'm almost done. Genesis chapter 1. Then Joseph could not restrain himself. This is after he went through. After he went through all of his trouble. Look what trouble did for him. He could have got upset. He could have quit. Joseph could have got bitter. He could have said, you know what? I didn't sign up for this. 
you know what? It's hard being a Christian because I can't cuss and tell somebody how I really feel. <laughs> right? Sometimes you just want to... Tough being a Christian because I can't take him down and throw down anymore. Throw down. Who says that anymore, right? Me, Pastor Bobby does. I mean, be, let's be honest. We throw a fit whenever things don't work out our way. Before Jesus, if I had a hard time, I'd hit the bar, but now... I hit my knees. You understand what I'm talking about? Joseph could have gave up. Joseph could have given up. But listen to what happened on the day he met his family. The ones who put him in the pit. The ones who sold him into slavery. The ones who made him go through the false accusations of Potiphar's wife. The ones who were the reason why he was in prison. And Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before him. He cried out, make everyone go out from, from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud. He wept aloud. Catch this, folks. The people, the boys, the family that put him in a position of trouble, heartache, and pain for years. He's facing them now, and now he has all the authority at his disposal to put them to death, to put them in prison, put them in a pit, right? Yeah. Now you know how it feels, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't worry, you'll learn from it, <laughs> right? He wept aloud, and the Egyptians and all the household of Pharaoh heard. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph again, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God, everyone say God. God. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you. Someone say, God did it. God prepared them. God sent me before you to preserve prosperity for you in the earth and to save your lives from a great deliverance. In another portion of scripture, it says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Someone say, double for your trouble. That's what trouble does. It changed his character. It changed who he was. Point number two, you need to embrace trouble and watch your life double. Trouble needs to be your friend. Trouble needs to be defined by you as an opportunity. Trouble needs to be looked from our perspective. It needs to be seen as an opportunity to grow, to have a greater anointing, to have a bigger blessing. The bigger the battle, right? The bigger the victory. The taller they are, the harder they fall, right? Right? The deeper the valley, the higher the mountaintop, right? Somebody, are you with me this Sunday morning? Get a different perspective in your life. Get a Bible-based perspective and understand that it doesn't matter what you're equipped with for the moment. With God, all things are impossible. You may have a Goliath, but all you have is a stone. That's great. Now God can prove that he can do something where you won't say to yourself, look what I did. Look what I've done. God creates impossible circumstances so he can get all the credit for it. And you can remember when the trouble's over that it was God who blessed you with whatever you have now. And it's going to have to be God that's going to keep it. Oh, man, this is good stuff. So, so here's what I'm trying to tell you. In the middle of everything we do, 
You remember when Jesus said, you don't want to take new wine and put it into old wineskins? Do you remember that? You know what he was trying to say? You know what the wineskins are? That's your spirit man. That is your soul, your spirit man, your, the very essence of who you are spiritually. And, and this is what we look at many times. This is what we look at. In our life, we have a little bit of unforgiveness. The old man. We have bitterness. Cracked. We're dry because we hadn't had anything on the inside for a while. And things start to crack. And when the pressure comes, we crack. You have offenses. Right? We have things we've never dealt with. I'm going to go and be practical for a moment. We have debt. That is, believe it or not, money is a spiritual thing, not a physical thing. We'll teach about that later. Lies, false accusations, relationships. So whenever God begins to do something great in your life, and whenever God begins to bless and pour it out, see, when God begins to do this, God pours into you. I mean, he pours into you, and he expects you to obtain and maintain what he's given you. Because God, listen, he said it rains on the just and the unjust. That could be trouble, and that can be blessings. But the reason why most people can't obtain and maintain what they've got is because they've got too many cracks in their old wineskins, and they're just leaking out. Everything that happens, they can't let go. God blesses them, but then they start talking about that one person. God blesses them, but they got this big debt that they have to pay instead of. God blesses them, but they still have something against him or her. God moves on their heart finally, but then they haven't let God move on their heart. Therefore, they can't receive mercy from them, or mercy can't be received from them. Vice versa. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? And you lose it. You lose it all. That's why Jesus said in, this, in, in the fact when he talked about the wine, he was speaking of the new wine, the spirit of Christ. Because the spirit of Christ, when God pours himself out on you, was meant to be maintained. And this wineskin was meant to bring something different into the lives of everybody else. So let me show you what actually is meant to occur. This is what it should look like. God wants to put you in a position. If you can maintain what he's given you in your life, he wants to give you something that you can pour on to others. Who is this? Your family should be the first one. business your business that should be your business or church this will save money and this has a role to do with it too it has a lot to do with it when we are given trouble we need to do with point number two what I mentioned the Lord gave us the ultimate example. He embraced trouble as a friend. Who was troubled in his life? Judas. Look at this. Matthew 26, 48 and 50. Now his betrayer had given him a sign saying, Whomever I kiss is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, called him a friend 
you and I would have been like, hey, about this. <laughs> I know where you were. You know, I saw it on Fine Friends. <laughs> we wouldn't have been like that. Jesus had something on the inside that had no leaks. He had something he obtained that was ready to be poured out and distributed. He was fixing to go through trouble, but we all know that he was a prince in this world, but he became a king in the next. <laughs> Double for his trouble. He was the prince of peace. And he was also the king of kings. But he embraced his trouble because his trouble was going to expedite the process to get him to his promise. So he called Judas friend. He traced out me with a kiss and laid hands on him. Embracing Judas sped up the process because all he did was validate what Judas had told the servants to the high priest and all the soldiers that's all that did Jesus could have fought him and said I don't know who you are who are you who are you Jesus could have lied but he wasn't a liar God cannot lie but he embraced him and said friend if you learn to embrace your trouble and let it make something out of you, something on the inside is going to grow. And if you don't allow that leakage, that offense, that hurt, that pain, the past, whatever it may be, to lose your anointing in your life, but you learn how to keep it together, when the time comes and when you know through God's assurity that it is time, that first outpouring the spirit says the bible said out of your belly shall flow rivers that will begin to pour out into your family and it pours out into your family and then it moves into your business or your job and the blessings begin to go there and then you start to grow financially because you have a level head and your spirit is right and it keeps on going and it keeps on flowing it keeps on going that's how it happens. That's what occurs. But you have to let go. You have to be better. You have to become the bigger person. How many times, Pastor Bobby? Well, Jesus said 70 times. Seven. What? That's right. I said the same thing. What? <laughs> Nothing. They're not changing. Right. But you are not about them it's about you it's about you growing it's about you having an anointing in your life it's about jesus pouring the new wine into you a new wine folks get rid of the old wine get the new wine that's the problem you gotta let go of some things if you want to grab onto some things you ever you ever been in a place called and what i call a place of transition where you had to let go of one thing in order to get to another like a trapeze artist you have to do that and it's a very awkward situation when you let go of your old habits old life old ha whatever it may be you have to in order to receive the next that's coming your way you have to be just to grab a hold let go but there's a split moment well, you have to let go and you're not, your hands are on, isn't on everything. Because a little bit of a distance you have to be able to swing over to. And that small moment called transition is very uncomfortable. Because you have no stability, you don't know what's going on, you feel weird, it's okay. Stay focused. And you'll see it happen. Don't let anything cause you to get sidetracked. You have to remain focused. Focused. Come on, Haley. Here's what I'm trying to tell you in conclusion. Write this down. What lies in our power to do also lies in our power not to do. 
the same authority and faith and power it took you to do something is the same kind of authority and power is going to take you not to do something. And it's about sometimes not what you do, but what you are doing that takes away from the blessings of God in your life. Learn to say no. No, period, is a complete sentence. That's all you got to say. Everyone say no. You need to learn how to say no. We say yes to Jesus. I say yes to Jesus. All, I try to say yes all the time. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm not perfect. I missed a few. I don't know, Lord. Is that you? <laughs> yes, Lord. I'm going to learn. I missed an opportunity. If that was you, Lord, next time I'm going to say yes. yes. But you learn, you learn. Saying no is a very powerful thing. When you can't say no, you run away from it. That's what Joseph did. Joseph didn't say no to anybody. He ran. He did actually say no in a, in a long sense, but he ran. Is God talking to anybody this Sunday morning? Who you are is a reservoir. God wants to give you a life that's overflowing. But until you allow the trouble to be dealt with in your life, until you allow the situations to help grow your character, talent will only take you so far as your character will allow. Remember that. Talent will only allow you to go as far as your character will allow it. You can be talented, you can be smart, you can be a hard worker. But if your character is flawed, and there's some things that aren't right with God, don't think you're going to maintain that in your life. Because you're now receptive, or you're now vulnerable from an attack from the enemy that will discredit you. It's amazing in life. You can do a 999 things right and you can be 999 times charitable to the community. But when you do one thing wrong, you're not remembered for the things you did right. You're only remembered for the things you did wrong. And hell would love to mar you. But listen, even the things that have gone wrong in your life, thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. God wants to give you double for your trouble. God wants to let what's inside of you pour out into the lives of other people. How many of you want to see the spirit of blessings and an anointing come into your family? How many of you need your family saved and filled with his spirit and baptized? How many of you need to see things work in your business or work in your job and things that will change your finances because here's how it works. On your job, what started at home in your personal life that got into your family has now begun a secure area. Now you're carrying something out into your job that gives you wisdom favor, honor, and just knowledge and understanding where you'll begin to prosper in those areas, then God begins to elevate your finances. It doesn't just happen like that, folks. It happens to what's inside of you to make the right decisions and do the right things. That's how it happens. But you can't do it without God. Now, God can supernaturally bless you. He will. But remember, your giving is very important for your finance, but you have to create a rev an avenue for the revenue. When it comes to finance, you have to create an avenue for the revenue. And guess, who's, guess who that is? That's you. That's you. For your spiritual blessings, it has to begin here by yourself, at home, and private. And you have to carry that out. And if you want to see change in your marriage, in your family, in your children, you have to have the change inside of here first. Let God fill you so you can pour something out of you into their life. And it's not really about doing something. Sometimes it's about keeping your mouth shh. <clears throat> right? Only the, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a very outspoken person. I can be. But over the years... I've said some things I shouldn't have said before, and the Holy Ghost helped me learn what 
was right, what was wrong, and he gave me a different temperament. No matter what your personality is, it's no excuse. The Holy Ghost changes your personality, and he calls you to be quiet, peaceful. Oh, yeah, he does. Moses was that way. He killed somebody, then he was beat. He couldn't even face Pharaoh. God works in your life. But, he, but, but listen, God, then God said to Moses, everything you lost, I'm fixing to give you double. And God said, now you're ready. Because you know how to maintain it now. You won't let it out. You won't lose your temper anymore. Right? You're meek now. You won't lose it. Because he embraced his trouble. Somewhere's out there in the back of a field watching sheep came to terms with himself and God we realize that's not been working I'm going to have to change then God said now you're ready I can pour the blessing of God on you I'm going to make you a leader and you're going to have the greatest ministry that you ever thought you, you would have never thought it could happen but I'm going to give you a ministry and you're going to bring millions out of Egypt and I'm going to do things for you only 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 you would believe it because God said it to you. I'm going to show you my ways, Moses, and Israel's going to see your acts. I'm going to cause there to be bread to fall from the sky. I'm going to cause water to come out and fall and, and give you water from a rock. I'm going to give you a pillar by night and a cloud by day. I'm going to bring you through the wilderness where most people die and you're going to be, you're going to be your people, my people are going to go into the promised land. Now you're ready. Are you ready? Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.